Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything in the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for sharing us with over 600,000 listeners here in the United States and over 60,000 listeners overseas. Now, Today, we have one heck of a show for you. We're definitely talking about money. But before we do, I want to thank all those people who have been going to viewers at savingwithsteve.com and saying, Steve, we would like to hear about this. We would like to hear about that. Well, guess what? We're doing just that today. We have Lisa Thompson here. She's going to talk about five ways to save money in 2022. Secondly, you want to hear about HSA accounts? Well, we have Senior Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer at HSA Bank in Milwaukee. They're a benefit administrator that offers health savings accounts, dependent care flexible accounts, and so on. But what Kevin's going to do, he's going to provide us with tips and tricks for making the most of our money with the use of health benefits, as well as how to save the health care costs now and in the future. Using health care benefit these accounts properly. It could be a wonderful retirement tool for you. So on top of that, I'm going to talk about how to calculate how much money to put in your emergency fund and how to go about getting it if you don't know how. Now, next up, we're, you know what, the reality is this. The beginning of the new year is filled with great intentions, many of which, unfortunately, rarely evolve into an actual year-long habit. However, these regular habits that are key to creating substantial change over time If saving money is on your list of resolutions for the new year and you're in a little trouble with it or want to get there, here are five small habits from coupons.com saving expert Lisa Thompson that can add up to big savings and help you reach your financial goals for 2022. So we've had Lisa on before. I want to welcome her back. Lisa, nice to see you. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. I see you have your Valentine's Day colors on. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming up. I cannot believe it, but it's coming up. I know it's coming up quick. I got to make sure I got the right stuff for my wife. Right, right, right. <laughs> we're actually going to go see the play Wicked, so it should be pretty oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So here's here's some of the biggies. You know, you have five ways to help people get savings. So let's just start with the first one. The first one is you you don't know what you don't know, right? And that includes money. And a lot of times if we're stressed about money or finances, we just don't want to look at them. Like I just let you know, like, I'm not going to deal with it. But it's the first step to getting a handle of what's coming in and what's going out. So I always tell people take every month, make a coffee date with just you or you and your partner or whatever, sit down and look at what's coming in. But most importantly, look at what's going out. You're going to have fixed expenses like car insurance, your rent or mortgage payment, right? Things like that 
that that's just there. You can't do anything about that. But a lot of our expenses are flexible, right? And a lot of the stuff that gets us are the flexible things where maybe I signed up for a free trial and I forgot to cancel it before they charge me the $80 annual fee. That happens sometimes, right? Or maybe, um, you know, a lot of us got rid of cable thinking, oh, we're going to save all this money on streaming services with Hulu or Netflix or whatever. But now we've got Hulu and Netflix and HBO Max and Paramount Plus and like, you know, all that stuff adds up. And all of a sudden we're not saving money anymore. In fact, we're spending more. And and all of these streaming services and subscriptions and all of those things add up. So you have to look at your budget, um, figure out what's fixed. Okay, I got to deal with that. What's flexible? Oh, this gym membership that makes me feel good that I belong to a gym that I haven't used in 18 months. Maybe Five I could, years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I could cut that, you know, $20, $40 a month. So, and speaking of flexible, um, the biggest tip, of course, because uh, of what I talk about a lot is looking at your grocery budget. Groceries, this is really a the big story for 2022 because of inflation, mm-hmm. right? Like we're all going to the store. It, it doesn't matter if it's the dollar store or Costco or Target, whatever, we're all going and we're seeing everything is just a little bit more expensive. And the best way, the absolute best way to extend or stretch your grocery dollars is to use cashback offers, coupons and cashback offers. Um, the coupons.com app is free. This, and so I think of this as like free money. Do you, and do you mind, Steve, if I go into a little bit about how to use it? Oh, please. You know okay. what? The more, the merrier. <laughs> okay. I was talking to a friend the other day and I realized this is, it's not, if you're not familiar with the world of cashback, um, then it, it's not necessary. You don't necessarily know what to do when you get there to the app, right? She thought maybe you purchased the products through the app. That's not, that's not what you do. You, You'll download the app. It's free. App Store, Google Play. Um, create a really simple account. We don't ask for a lot of information, but you'll create a coupons.com account and then you'll see all of these offers. Right. I was just scrolling through the app today and we have offers for uh, diapers, lotion, vitamins, medication, um, snacks frozen foods, kombucha, if you, I'm not a fan, but if you like kombucha. My daughter's <laughs> into it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say I'm going to tap Huggies. I get $3 cash back. My offer is activated. I see it in a list. I'm going to go buy the products that correspond to these offers, right? I'm going to buy my Huggies. I'm going to buy my lotion. I'm going to buy my kombucha, my yogurt, my cereal at any store that offers me an itemized receipt. I'm going to bring it all home. I'm going to upload a picture right through the app. It's very easy. Snap a picture of a receipt, submit it through the receipt, and I'm going to get cash back on those purchases. Okay. Somebody asked me the other day, well, do you mail me cash? No, there's no paper money. There's no paper. Nothing happens that way. You will get cash back in your PayPal account that you have linked to your coupons.com account. It's so slick. Like, it's like magic working behind the scenes. You'll end up with money just kind of pouring into your cash back into your PayPal account, which will then be available for you to bring over to your bank account at any time you want to use it. 
Okay. That's how that whole work thing works. I got something to add to that. Yeah. Um, my wife's in part of the national charity league. I'm not sure if I can actually say that, but um, they put on this military baby shower camp Pendleton once a year. And part of that is giving them diapers and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got to say your ears are burning. I don't know if you're psychic. The reason why you said the diaper thing, but everybody used your app to get money back and the money they got back, they donated to the military families for their child's and all that kind of stuff. So very cool. Very, very cool. So, and it's not, you know, a lot of times when we think coupons, we kind of remember the days back in the eighties of clipping coupons out of the paper and like 50 cents off here and a quarter off there. Most of these offers are a dollar to five, 10, $15 back for like, like a large, we had a Claritin uh, allergy medication offer that gave you 15 to $20 back. The Huggies, $3 back. So it does add up, right? It's, yeah. It doesn't take you long. Some of our, our regular users of the app, you know, they're getting 10 to $15 back a week. So well, actually they got a lot more than 10 or $15 back when they did it. Cause I think yeah. the donation was close to like 300 bucks. Uh, but um one of the things that I tell people, because I work with people, well, I, I, I get asked to communicate this all the time. And you know what, when you're looking to scrape money out so you can pay down bills or debt or save for retirement, and you know, I tell somebody, hey, look, I just saved money on my cell phone bill because I switched and it was $20 a person. Well, that's 80 bucks a month. That's almost $1,000 a year. Um, but if that's just one person, that's $20 that you now, or $240 that you could put towards your retirement. If you look at a 30-year compound on that, that's a lot of money. Right. So every right. little bit does count. It all depends on your situation, your budget. Now, $20 might not make a lot, a, a big difference to somebody who's got $30,000 in bills a month. But if, you know what? If you've got $5,000 in bills a month, $20 makes a difference. Yeah. You know, it's big. So yeah. You know what? And I'll, I'll say another thing. One of a lot of my uh, clients, not clients, but some of the people I, I talk with online, they're like, you know what? I've been going to Starbucks and this other coffee place and so on and paying three and five bucks. And you know what? I go and get creamer and I get a discount on my creamer. It was five. Now it's three because of the because uh, of the coupons.com. And then on top of that, they like to go Costco and get the big box for that. But he says, you know what? My coffee cup went from three to five dollars to 40 cents a piece that's yeah. a heck of a savings for me <laughs> yeah right well and also if you are saving like let's say you decide to be your own barista and you're saving on the creamer that we have um some sweetener like uh stevia monk fruit that kind of stuff we have some offers for that you save on all of that and be your own barista for most of the week you're you're piling up some cash, right? You're getting that cash back and you can go splurge at Starbucks once in a while, right? Without feeling like bad about it, mm -hmm. right? That's why I always say like, you can use some of that cash back then to go indulge a little bit. Well, actually the people I've been talked to that have done that stuff, cause they've heard me, they just said, you know what? We actually don't go to Starbucks. We go spend <laughs> on clothes. <laughs> I go, oh, your other addiction. Great. <laughs> what a, yeah. I want to go splurge on something else. I like my own coffee now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't forget the, that. <laughs> the main thing is that just, I, it's exactly what you said. It adds up. It adds up for people who need the money to stretch their grocery bill, I would say, you know, let it sit there for a month and then pull that $40, $50, whatever you have in your bank account and, and apply it toward your grocery budget the next month. 
If you can afford to though let it sit, you can end up with five, $600 in your PayPal account in December, which I mean, December is an expensive month, right? We're that buying gifts for, for y'all. Right. I mean, yeah. that's a nice little chunk of money then that's has just been sitting there while you've been tapping and shopping. That's it's wonderful. So hey, look, this has been great so far, Lisa. As always, it goes quickly. So look, we're going to have to take a break. So everybody stick with us. We'll be right back with more Lisa Thompson and coupons.com and how to save for 2022. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. We've been talking to Lisa Thompson here at coupons.com. She's that saving expert, that guru. She's been helping us out with those five ways to save money in 2022. We already went for the first two, which is evaluating your budget, which means make sure you know what you're spending, what your income is, so you can see what you can save. And you know, it's smart um, using the coupons.com app, how to shop smartly and get that cash back. And now the next one is Let's talk about cutting down on the impulse vibes. We all do that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I am sort of an an emotional uh, shopper, right? Retail therapy is a real thing in my life. Um, And so I, I, if I'm stressed or whatever, and the pandemic has had us all stressed out, uh, I am one to go, you know, take that out in a store and and shop. So one one of the bright things that the pandemic brought us was curbside delivery. I have learned that um, I, I am best off buying my products outside of the store in an app online and then going to pick it up. That way I cut down on the temptation the temptation of the impulse buys. Uh, Target is one of those places, Costco. I mean, th- those places like they, they get me every time I am an impulse shopper. Target has free curbside pickup. I buy what I need. I can use cashback offers on that, even though I'm doing it through the app or online, as long as I have that receipt. And then I go to the store and they bring it to my cart. Easy peasy. Um, the fourth tip is if you have favorite brands, if you have favorite retailers, follow them, engage with them on social media, sign up for their email list. I know, you know, we hate it when our inboxes get full, but a lot 
a lot of brands and retailers want to engage with people. They want people to follow them. And that's where you're going to learn about promo codes and sales and when they're kicking off their end of your clearance. You don't know what you don't know. So stay in the know by following them. The thing that social media has done for us as consumers, it's given us kind of a front row seat for, a, you know, put us in the conversation with the brands. It used to be that they just talked at us through commercials and ads. And now we get to talk to them. And, and, and I think many brands and retailers have like, I think it was a little frightening at first, <laughs> but now they've really embraced that. And they really do offer their followers and the people that engage with them um, great deals and sales. So follow, engage with them. Yeah. And then my last tip, uh, go ahead. Did you no, have I was just going to say a, a couple of things uh, on um, the being in the know. I find out if you, and I was just doing this after our last uh, um, interview and I just started, hey, hey, I'll put in a little comment. And the next thing I know, I'm getting 30% off or 20% off. I'm like, wow, if I actually use this, that would be worthwhile. So, you know, or, or I say, would you be interested in this? So I actually, I, 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 I love that. The other thing I'm impulse buys, um, one of the rule of thumbs that we, we've seen is like when you go to the stores, it's all designed to create an impulse buy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, this really doing. expensive purse is now... You know, it was two hundred dollars, and now it's sixty-seven. You know what they 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 wanted you to buy at sixty-seven. They knew you wouldn't buy it at two hundred, but it runs out the store at sixty-seven, and right. that's the way it's designed like that. So if you're right. shopping online, you didn't get stuck with that. The other thing that I tell people, I said, hey, look, wait a week. If yeah. it's really a priority, you'll go get it in a week. If it's not, wasn't that big of a priority and didn't really need it. And uh, I've, I have a lot of people go, you know what? We use that rule of thumb. It just became a reaction for us. Yeah. And we've saved ourselves thousands of dollars this year, just not by buying stuff we don't use because we're still clearing out the stuff that's in the garage from the last time. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. That, so, that's a great tip because, yeah, it, then it's not an impulse buy if you wait a week, right? Then it's a, okay, this could be a smart purchase, not just something I want on the whim. Oh yeah, it's a great way to save your credit cards too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what's next? What's next? So the, the last tip I have, um, make it fun. Saving money can really be fun. I have a couple um, girlfriends near me and we'll do challenges like, okay, we on we call it Friday. On Friday, uh, we're going to have um, Appy and Wine Night. Bring your favorite appetizer that you've ever made for under $5. Or we'll be like, okay, let's let's do a pasta night and we're going to try to make a meal for the three of us for under $10 a piece. I mean, we'll just kind of do fun challenges like that. Um, you can, there are groups out there. You could follow Facebook groups about saving money. And of course, listen to, to you all the, all the time you make, right? Like you make it fun. It doesn't, I think a lot of times people think of money, saving money as just sort of a hassle or something I have to do or, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's kind of flipping your, flipping your thinking about it and then making it a habit. If you use the coupons.com app and use those cashback offers once, uh, you know, one day a month or here and there, it really probably isn't going to do a lot for you. You're going to get $5 here, $10 there. That's fine. But if you make it a habit, make it a part of your daily routine, that's when the savings add up. 
that's when it makes a difference in your budget, right? So get off TikTok, get off Instagram for <laughs> take, take 10 minutes <laughs> of your social media time and draw your attention to the app and look at the offers and make it fun, you know? Oh, yeah, I, know. I, I love your idea of the, the dinner for friends. Uh, we used to do a gourmet group. And somebody would bring the main, everybody brings sides and their own, yes. uh, their own drink. And it's like going out to eat with all your friends at a restaurant yes. for um, just a few dollars. I mean, the alcohol is the thing that costs the most. Everything else is inexpensive because it's homemade. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which kind of leads me to a couple of tips for Valentine's Day, because that's coming, up. that's coming up. Um, so a lot of us, are, maybe we're not going out to eat much yet, or we really are trying to watch our expenses. One of the ideas I have for Valentine's Day this year is um, think about your favorite restaurant. Maybe you haven't been able to be there for a while or your favorite dishes. Try to recreate them at home. If it's a chain restaurant, you might even be able to find a, kind of a dupe recipe online or just um, try to recreate it as best you can. But make that meal at home. Open up a nice bottle of wine or, you know, champagne, whatever, and and have your celebration at home, light some candles and use our cashback offers again. Um, you can, <laughs> again, like I said, as I have it, look, look to see what's in there. We have a dollar off European chocolates right now. So there's your, there's a little dessert, you know, like you can really find some like fun splurges in there that you can save money on. And then the other thing is you can find a lot of gifts at the grocery store. And I know that sounds a little kind of weird, but, um, I have done this before where I go to the store and I think about my friends. Okay. I have, a, I have one friend who loves to bake. So I found a recipe that I, um, that I knew she would love. I put it on a little cart and then I went to the store and I bought her the ingredients for that particular, mm -hmm. um, cake that I knew she would love. And that was my Galentine's gift to her. So if you don't have a partner, you're, you don't want to be romantic. This, this, uh, thanks or Thanksgiving, this Valentine's Day. Um, if you have girlfriends you want to celebrate with, I love to celebrate Valentine's Day with my with my girlfriend. So there's a lot of things you can do though. Like uh, think about who, who it is and then kind of customize a gift for them with things at the grocery store. No, that, that's actually wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I was just gonna think of one of the things, my wife's very in that creative thing. So yeah. what she did is she took a mason jar and put all the, she layered the ingredients for chocolate chip cookies Yes. and um, sealed it up with a bunch of cinnamon sticks on top and gave it to all the uh, the girls in the NCL thing as a Valentine's gift. And yeah, basically that. the big gift was actually to make the cookies with mom. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, so there's a lot of inexpensive things you can do. And in fact, she got the mason jars for a bucket piece at, uh, well, it's called the dollar 25 store now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are they're all they're not immune from inflation either right <laughs> no, i just kidding i just had to say that <laughs> yeah that's 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 wonderful because it's a great way to have a good time on valentine's day and not spend a lot of money because the reality yeah. is you don't have to spend a lot of money to have yeah. a good time and most importantly it's really about the one you're with and the experience that you have so you can have that at a restaurant, you can have that at home, you can have that at a park, you can have that with friends and the whole shot. So yeah, that's great. 
Lisa, thank you so much for you know being with us today. I love these tips. They echo some of the things I say, but more importantly, it connects with everybody. And you know what? Our viewers love it. And you know what? Hopefully we'll be having you back. I know we'll have be having you back again. Uh, so be safe, be healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for having me. You got it. Have fun. We'll see you. Bye. Everybody, that was Lisa Thompson with coupons.com. Hey, you want to watch this again. And the reason why you want to watch it again, because Lisa went through how you go about redeeming your money back on coupons.com. You really want to go check it out. Worth your while. You know what? Stick with us. We're going to be right back. I'm going to be talking about how to create a savings budget and how to go about saving it. And then we have Kevin Roberts, the Senior Vice President, Chief Investment Officers, talks to us about the tips and tricks for HSA accounts. So stick with us, we'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. We just had a great couple segments there with Lisa Thompson at coupons.com. Hey, five ways to save for 2022. What a wonderful thing. Now, next up is my segment to talk to you about how to calculate how much money to put in your emergency fund. Now, the standard rule of thumb is that individuals should have enough money in an emergency fund to cover three to six months of living expenses. Add up additional, all you really want to do is you add up your essential living expenses for one month and multiply by either three or six. That will be the how much money you're comfortable having in case of emergency. The reason why I just said that is most people don't have enough money saved to cover a $1,000 emergency. So the big question is how you go about creating it without any budget. So how do we create an emergency fund without budget? So First step, number one, take a look at how much you're spending, because Lisa talked about this as well, and how much you're earning, okay? If they're blank and even and you're just barely getting by, okay, I get that. But let's take a look at those expenses. I can't do anything about your rent. You might want to take a look at your mortgage, because if you can get a lower mortgage interest rate, outstanding, because that'll save you money. Can't do anything about your car payments, unless you want to refinance them. But if we start looking at other things, such as your utility bill, we all know your gas and electric bills have gone up. If you look at adding on another sweater, 
you could reduce your temperature in the house down to 66 or 67 uh, from 68 or 70, and that will save you money each and every month. Take a look at using your gas, same situation. Um, if your water's gone up, you know what? You don't have to be watering the grass for five minutes a day. You can water for two or three. All I'm saying is do it smartly. Make sure you fix the items that are leaking, and especially with sprinklers. So that's that stuff. And you think, hey, Steve, I get that. But when if you have two cars in the house, you know, look at how many miles to the gallon you're getting for your cars. I know a lot of people, you know, I, I got a, uh, we, we, I know somebody, she drives basically 12, 15 miles a week. Her husband drives almost 70 miles a day. He was driving a truck getting 15 miles to the gallon and she's driving a Prius, not getting any miles to the gallon. I mean, getting hundreds of miles to the gallon. So the key here is this, they switched those. It saved them $250 a month. Now that $250 enough enabled them to start saving for their emergency fund. We started looking at cell phone bills. Hey, I can get on the same 5G network, but with a different company and pay less money. $20, $30 a month makes a difference. You start looking at prepackaged food items. Hey, if I make this from scratch, or I don't buy my coffee out at four or five dollars, I can spend 40 cents on a cup of coffee. Hey, that makes a big difference. Every little account amount does. Once you get to the point where you have three to six months worth of savings there, hey, don't stop savings. Set that aside and have that there in case of emergencies. But now what you wanna do is what else can I fund? Can I start funding my next trip, my next vacation? my retirement, the saving for a down payment on the house. Consistently look at ways that you can lower eliminate your expenses on a monthly basis. It'll make all the difference in the world. Next, we talked about impulse shopping. It happens all the time. I do it, we do it, we all do it. So when you're looking at buying something over a certain limit, okay, even, you know, maybe 50 bucks if it's clothes, shoes, whatever, and that's your issue, hey, Wait a week. If you don't go after the item, guess what? I guess it wasn't that important. You didn't need it. In reality, what that'll do is it'll prevent you from having clothes in your closet that you haven't worn in 5, 10, or 15 years or items in your garage or in your shed that you haven't used in decades and don't plan to use. Very simple. We all got those things. It's one way to do it. Next, look at side hacks. Side hacks is I tutor people in English. I teach people math. I teach people English. You can do it online, $20 an hour from people all over the world. Secondly, you can go get a, you can go work on a ride share or a lift or um, you know, those types of situations. Uh, you can also go to work for at a side gig, maybe in the evening for Home Depot, Lowe's, or some other place that allow you part-time work, or even Amazon to gain the extra money you need to build the emergency fund and start getting ahead. Once you've got ahead, look at your bills. If they're credit card related, how can you pay them off? See, those are the things that'll make a difference in your life, not only now, but in the future. So again, this is all about emergency fund and how to get the money for that. Figure out two to three months of your essential expenses because that's what you're gonna need to spend on. So look, 
Ken, I want to thank you for joining us for this segment. My name is Steve Sexton. This is the Saving with Steve show. I want to let you know that all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information inside on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our uh, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play channels, and never miss a show by checking out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio. BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, E360 TV, and Las Vegas TV networks. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, join us at the Saving with Steve Sexton Insiders Club at savingwithsteve.us and get backstage, replays, exclusive guest gifts, and more. So again, I want to thank you for joining us being part of our almost 700,000 listeners now. So, hey, look, stick with us. We're going to be right back. We've got some great stuff with Ken Robertson, Senior Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer at HSA Bank. He's going to talk about tips and tricks of health savings account. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. This is Steve Sexton. You know, we're talking about the ins and outs of money today. And as you heard before, we had Lisa Thompson. I know you all know, love Lisa Thompson, the saving expert at coupons.com. And she gave some wonderful tips for saving money in 2022. Now, we're talking about health savings accounts. We have Kevin Robertson. Yes, he's the chief investment officer, senior vice president at HSA Bank. But you know what? He's going to go through the tips and tricks on how to properly use your health savings account uh, as a good retirement tool. And he's going to give you some information that will make a difference in your life because there's a lot of people, when I've helped people as a financial consultant, utilize that health savings account all the way through retirement. And some of them actually have used it to pay for long-term care help. And that's because they used it smartly and they had somebody like Kevin to give them the ins and outs. So that's why Kevin's here. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Love, love to be here. It's a, obviously a great topic that a lot of people in need of uh, understanding more. So happy to participate. Oh, understanding more is <laughs> that's just the beginning. So, okay. Um, before I get into this, I'd really love to ask you 
how you got into, I know you're in the banking industry, but how did you get into the health savings accounts? How, how, how did that become your focus? I, I wish I had uh, this grandiose plan that I went to college exactly for that and just, you know, went into it right out of college. I'll be honest, it was somewhat of a comedy of errors, if you will. Um, I actually found my way into insurance and financial services after college almost by accident. And uh, I honestly just found that I had a passion for helping people, uh, you know, whether it be preparing for retirement or navigating through health and benefits and so on and so forth. So uh, what started out uh, is a totally different direction in life. Most of my career for the last 25 years or so, I've really been focused on insurance and financial services, um, almost exclusively within the benefits and, and commercial insurance marketplaces. And that led to uh, being recruited into uh, the HSA world uh, and consumer-directed healthcare, of which an HSA is one of the core tenants. And uh, the consumer-directed healthcare industry, I've been exclusively focused there for about the last 15 years. And I've, I've been involved in a number of different roles, not only inside of companies, but also in industry councils and that as well, too. So I would like to say that it was a purposeful push into HSAs, but I would say it just kind of came together that way. Um, you know, the only other thing I'll throw out there about myself is, is I, I happen to live just north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin with my wife and three children. I'm a graduate of Marquette University, and, um, and I'm been passionate about uh, these topics. So No, that's great. Everybody's got to have a superpower, and you don't always find it right away. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what? I'm out here in California. This morning was only 36 degrees, but no snow. So I know you're having some fun out there. So let's start with some tips and tricks that people can use to make the most of their money if they're using health benefits, okay? As well as how to save for healthcare costs now, in the future. You know what? Um, those are some of the big things that people need to understand because a lot of people, as you know, in the financial industry, they just don't know what they don't know. And basically the information you're going to provide them is you're going to give them some information so they can ask some good questions to make some prudent decisions that impact the quality of their life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the most important aspect when you're we're starting at that top, kind of making the most of just benefits in general, you know, the most important thing is that people take time to understand what their needs are going to be and then plan accordingly. And I'll just give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's let's talk about benefit selection, which for many 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 of us that happens maybe in the, the fourth quarter of the year where we're going to pick our plan that we're going to be for the next year. And, and I would say that most people probably fall into the camp of either they keep whatever they have or, or they select what's cheapest and not uh, pick what is actually best aligned to their needs and the needs of their family, right? Because quite honestly, benefits are not uh, super exciting. Um, they're, they're kind of a, a pain in the neck. Most people don't think about their long-term needs. They're like, okay, what happens if I get sick or hurt? I have to go to the doctor and, and I'll plan accordingly. But really, the recommendation is to be holistic with their thinking, right? You know, in other words, you know, this should be about their health care, not sick care. They should think, not when I get sick or hurt, but what should I do to keep myself from getting sick or hurt? And they should be thinking about utilizing their preventative services, thinking about how to think and act for the long run. Uh, how do I, you know, I'm, I might be young and healthy now, but what happens if I'm older in retirement? What am I going to actually need in that retirement? Have I actually done the math to, to actually look at those types of, of things? And, and then, of course, you know, understanding the tools that are out there 
uh, whether it be for calculators that uh, might be afforded for calculating what somebody's healthcare needs are going to be today, uh, plan comparison tools, you know, comparing this health plan to this plan. Um, Maybe savings calculators is saying, well, okay, I need to have uh, saved for the future. Well, how much do I need to put away and so on and so forth. There's a number of tools and resources out there. So the first thing uh, first is take time to educate yourself and engage. It's okay to be unfamiliar with this. I think most people intrinsically know that they have to save for their retirement, for instance. And they just don't know how much to know or how much they're going to need. Um, the, the core tenants there is, though, start saving, do something, don't delay, right? You know, these are some of the core tenants of, of uh, retirement savings in, in, in uh, totality. Um, and, and making sure that you're paying yourself first. Now, specific to the use of health savings accounts. Obviously, health savings accounts have become wildly popular over the last, you know, decade or so. Uh, you know, more and more Americans are afforded the opportunity to have an HSA and utilize those HSAs. Uh, but it's important that they mind that, you know, this is a health savings account, which means that while, yes, there's always going to be a spending attribute of an HSA, it's important that you use the, the advantages of an HSA, uh, you know, to your um, uh, most potential. Most people, let's just assume for a minute that they only have a cursory understanding of an HSA. So why don't we just take a couple of minutes to talk basics? You know, an an HSA or health savings account is simply a savings vehicle, an investment vehicle that's kind of tied to your health plan. You have to have a particular qualified health plan called a high deductible health plan. But once you do that, uh, assuming you meet other criteria like you're not covered by Medicare and so on and so forth, you can contribute money on a tax-free basis, right? So the money that's going into the account is tax-free. While it's in the account, it's and it's you it can grow it and earn it uh, and earn interest and invest it and so on and so forth. That's actually all tax-deferred. And so long as you use the uh, the money, the proceeds for uh, qualified healthcare expenses, it's completely tax-free on the out. So it's triple tax advantage. It's the only vehicle like that in existence. It also affords a tremendous amount of flexibility because unlike other type of uh, consumer healthcare accounts like a FSA or flexible spending arrangement, you know, those are designed to spend that money every year. HSAs are meant to last really your lifetime. Uh, and it's something that helps you afford and stretch your healthcare dollars earlier in your retirement, but I'm sorry, uh, pre-retirement, and then also uh, utilize the HSA dollars to help spread your retirement dollars. For example, one of the most powerful attributes of an HSA in retirement is that it allows you to pay for your Medicare premiums on a, t- on a tax-qualified basis. Now, you know, uh, in current structure, Medicare Part A does not have any premiums, but Part B and D, for instance, do. Um, but if you stop and think about it, most Americans could be paying for those premiums on Medicare for years, if not decades. And how cool is it to be able to have a pool of money saved in your HSA that allows you to pay for that on a tax advantage basis, right? Mm-hmm. It's the only vehicle in existence to do that. So I'll stop there. Let's turn into other questions and that. But I just I, I encourage people to understand not just what an HSA is, how to use them, and then how to apply those uh, attributes and those savings attributes to their lives. Well, you know what? I just want to add. Two comments. Uh, number one, uh, knowledge is key. 
Um, you know, most of my uh, people on the show don't know this, but 15 years ago, I went through about a colon cancer and I had a PPO at the time and I had low copays, um, low deductible, all that kind of stuff and went through that quite quickly. But one of the people that I was at the doctor's office says, you know, you're real lucky you had a good health plan. Um, the gentleman over there, he's on a Medicare plan that has to pay 20% for his infusion therapies. There's, he's paying a lot of money to go through chemotherapy and, um, you know, and people don't realize that, or they, they're paying a lot more than they expect because they thought, you know, Hey, I have a cheap, they, they went for the cheap, they cheaped out, so to speak. And it cost them dearly down the road because it was really drying into his, uh, his savings. Cause I remember talking to that gentleman. Um, the other thing is, is understanding the cost for your plan when it comes to prescriptions. I mean, that's a gigantic because you know what? You have things on some plans that are generic, other are formulary, and some are branding. So there's all different costs to all those things. So it's important to make sure of that. Um, and I also know that there's many people who have saved a lot of money over time in their HSA accounts and have invested it um, for when they're older to cover those expenses. And you know, when you're looking at healthcare costs in the 300,000 range when you're retired between long-term care and all that kind of stuff. Somebody does a good job just consistently saving in their HSA for 30, 40, or 50 years, which they could, um, they could be in a position where they don't have to worry about those and that's one less monkey on their back. So I think that's wonderful. Now, let's talk about people who have chronic health issues, okay? Um, how can they alleviate some of the cost burdens pairing with the HSA, high deductible plans, for medications and other expenses towards preventative care? Yeah, you know, the, the core tenant that HSAs and all consumer record health care is uh, predicated on is that you're going to become... Oh, hold on a second, Kevin. I'm so sorry. I got so excited talking to you. I need to take a break. <laughs> Everybody, hey, look, we're going to be back with Kevin Robertson. We're talking about HSAs. I see our viewer blogs popping up here. I got excited about asking one of your questions. So look, stick with us. We'll be right back. Just got to pay some bills. We'll have more Kevin Robertson in just a moment. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. 
Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. We're back here with Kevin Robertson and we're talking about HSA accounts. It's got some great items he was talking about. Now we're going to be talking about, you know, how to, you know, if you have chronic uh, health conditions, um, you know, how can an HSA alleviate costs, you know, especially with the high deductible plans and, and things like that. So, Kevin, I'm going to pop that one back to you. I know I cut you off. Sorry about that. But- no problem. Yeah. So, so back to your question. It's a phenomenal question. And I, and I think it's one that comes up a lot of times because when people are looking at different health plans, they may get scared off by a plan that it, it looks like it has a higher out-of-pocket cost. But when you take it into, into totality, all of the economics of it, it actually may end up being a better option for that person's lifestyle. You know, what I was just about to say is, you know, the, the, one of the core tenets of HSAs and all consumer direct to healthcare plans is that you're going to engage to become a better healthcare consumer. And by that, and that word engagement really means that you, you start asking questions and thinking about, you know, uh, purchases and utilizing your healthcare differently. And a perfect example is with somebody with chronic care conditions, a lot of times they just, you know, a doctor will just say, well, take this or do that, right? But how often does the, the person actually engage back with the doctor and say, well, can I understand that? Or are there, are, do you have any other um, options or lower cost alternatives or those types of things? Uh, or for instance, using shopping tools that are out there. There's many different shopping tools that are discount programs or, or med discounts or those types of programs. And let me give you a couple examples. <clears throat> so this actually happened this morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have, a, we have a brand new January 1st deductible, right? My, my wife and my family were on a high deductible health plan, the HSA, and she went to go pick up a prescription for one of my child, children that um, we, she started on last year. And because I'd already met my deductible, essentially it was no uh, out of pocket. Well, then today she got the bill for $161 and she goes, whoa, wait, before I buy that, she said, is that even right? Well, we called the doctor and we said, hey, is there a, an alternative in that? She said, actually, there is. We processed it for the prescription and it was ended up being $34, right? I like that so better. If, if I would have just gone and blindly paid the dollar, $161 or per, perhaps I was in a co-play pan where it was just $50 and I didn't think about it, right? I, I, I missed an opportunity to save money. Same thing, my, my son has a nut allergy, has a pretty severe uh, tree nut allergy. Um, when we found out that he did that, they suggested, the doctor suggested having an EpiPen. Well, um, I don't know if you've purchased an EpiPen lately, but it can be pretty expensive. Um, however, I found out just through a little bit of research that if you call the manufacturer, you're, you're actually allowed to get one free EpiPen per year, absolutely free of cost. That's like $600, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was hundreds of dollars. But again, if I would have just gone and paid blindly, mm-hmm. I would have money out. But you really have to think about those things. Use the tools that are out there. There's so much inform- information on the on the internet and so many uh, things that you can do with just a couple telephone calls that don't take that long. So that's my recommendation. And it actually applies whether or not you have a cr- chronic condition or really just want to mm-hmm. be a better healthcare. Oh yeah, you know what? You have to look at it like you're shopping for food at the store. There's always lower cost alternatives. If you buy the prepackaged stuff, it's more expensive. If you buy the individuals and package it together, you're good. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. Now, um, okay, how do you maximize savings with HSA products? Yeah, so um, there's there's a number of tricks that I would do. Um, first of all, realize that if you do have healthcare. 
healthcare expenses in the current year, you don't have to pay for those expenses at that time with your HSA. For instance, there's no time horizon when you have to reimburse yourself for those expenses. So as if you have the means to pay for that with other dollars and save that receipt, that'll allow you to keep the money that you put into the HSA for the future and allow you to invest it. Because of course, if you spend it, there's no way to save it and invest it and let it grow. So I do that myself. I, I keep track of my inflows and outflows. Um, I obviously will, uh, when I get a bill, uh, I will pay for that, you know, put it on my regular credit card or whatever it may be, pay that through some other form. I'll save that receipt and I'll, I'll save those for many years in the future. So I'll be able to pull that money out on a tax-free basis at that point to reimburse myself for expenses made potentially years or decades in the, in the uh, preceding years. So, so uh, what you're very- really saying here is that I can keep my medical expenses from year to year to year as long as I don't write them off. And compile them up all in one year and then withdraw the money out of my HSA without paying any taxes because it's an offset um, and go buy a car, a bike, Christmas shop, whatever the case may be. Whatever now, that's like an aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure to save your receipts because if you were ever audited, you would want to make sure mm-hmm. to keep those. So keep a digital copy or whatever it may be. Yeah, because if you do a distribution from your HSA, they're going to send you a 1099 mistype form for that, and you're going to have to have support. That's that's really awesome. I didn't I didn't even think to do that. I didn't actually know that you can add it from year to year. It's just your receipts. So yeah, yeah, and 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 th- that's a perfect example that you know a lot of people that they they go into a particular product, and the HSA is a perfect example of that. And they're like, oh, hey, this is just like that FSA thing I had before, right? And I put the money in, I got to use it by December 31st or I lose it, right? No, it's not. That's that's really where, you know, just a, a couple of minutes of education like we're doing right now could radically change a person's savings trajectory for what they save for the future. The other thing I would probably say, you know, for the other core tenant is, Make sure that you're actually saving. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they might take the high deductible health plan because it's a lower, lower cost plan than, let's say, a PPO. Well, if there's a premium savings, at bare minimum, put that premium savings into your HSA and save it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, if you're not saving at all, you're, you're, you're missing out on one of the most powerful savings tools in existence in the financial world. So you just, you gotta, you gotta pay yourself first. You got to think and act for the long run and, and engage a little bit differently. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you're going to reap some very strong financial rewards in the future. Wow. that's, that's Okay. So the, here's a question that my older listeners are asking about. Okay. And it's, why is it vital for Americans approaching Medicare age to pay attention to the confluence of Medicare Part A, Social Security, and the health savings account? Yeah. So, you know, Medicare and, and I, will, I will say the transition into Medicare is a confusing time for a lot of Americans, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I've been, I've been working in employee benefits insurance for 25 years and probably not a week goes by. I don't learn something new about Medicare or whatever it may be. And I'm an expert in it. <laughs> it, it, it really, um, I think because it can be a confusing process, confusing rules, uh, it gets 
typically sandwiched into a, a shorter period of time, and people are also afraid of making uh, lasting uh, you know, ramifications based on their decisions of which plan and type and those types of things. The very first thing I'd recommend anybody aging into Medicare is, first of all, take a deep breath. <laughs> there's plenty of help, and, and, and you know, there's plenty of counsel out there to help you make mistakes, and there's nothing that you're going to do that you can't recover from. Um, but beyond that, there are some specific pitfalls, especially if you're aging into Medicare with an HSA. Um, what you have to look at most first and foremost is when is your Medicare coverage actually going to start, meaning when can you actually have claims paid on your behalf? Typically for most people, the typical enrollment is they go in the month they turn age 65 in a traditional environment, which means the first of that month they're covered by Medicare, at which point they would have to stop contributing to an HSA. However, with more and more Americans working um, that are seniors past age 65 and potentially uh, electing not to uh, actually start uh, Medicare at a traditional time, they just need to be careful of a couple of components around that same concept of when do I have to stop contributing. Um, two things there. Number one, if you are going to uh, take Social Security retirement benefits, remember that Part A enrollment is part and parcel to that. It's automatic. So once you start taking Social Security retirement benefits, uh, it will automatically enroll you in Medicare A, whether you like it or not, right? Um, there are some efforts in the regulatory and legislative environment to, to change that practice, which has been in place uh, since 1982, but that's a topic for a different day. The other thing is, uh, if you um, do actually you know, decline your coverage and you're going to add and go on Medicare at some point later, be careful because there's something called the retroactive, retroactive coverage rule, which may actually backdate coverage for Medicare for six months. That's okay. It's not a problem. If you have made a contribution and then you find out, oh, I wasn't really eligible for that, you just have to call your administrator, your health savings account administrator, rectify that with an excess contribution rule. It's no big deal. Do it before you file your taxes, and it's, it's not an issue. Okay. So, again, couple of nuances to be watchful for when you're um, aging into Medicare with an HSA. Okay. What's the best way for somebody to get a hold of your firm if they need help with their HSA or any other type of spending account? Sure. Yeah. So uh, our website is simply hsabank.com. So uh, health savings account, the initials hsabank.com. And I encourage, whether or not you're a client, if you'd like to learn more, we have an entire resource center about education. There are some of the, the calculators that I was talking about is that whether I'm trying to compare tools, whether we have one that's called the Health and Wealth Index tool, which is trying to judge how engaged you are with your health and well-being and what and make suggestions for you to actually improve your health and well-being. Um, there's different components like that. It, they're, they're free to utilize for anyone, whether or not you're a customer or not. Um, and they're accessible, again, through that hsabank.com website. That's probably the very best way to get some resources. Perfect. Hey, Kevin, I want to thank you for being part of the Saving with Steve show. This is something our viewers were definitely looking forward to, and you, you totally delivered. And it's great to have an expert that, that's been doing this for over 15 years, um, even though you just dropped into it. <laughs> so you know what? Um, I encourage everybody to go to the hsabank.com we um, website. 
because the more information you have about HSAs and other savings accounts can make a significant difference in their future because it's you're really it's about understanding the questions that you need to ask and get the information so you can make good decisions moving forward, which will impact the quality of your life. So Kevin, again, I want to thank you for being with us today. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to possibly having you back in the future. Great. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot and, and stay safe to all your listeners. Appreciate it. Everybody, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Saving with Steve show. We're going to see you this time, same place next week. And you know what? Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you again. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.